the Lord. Good morning, everybody. And Happy New Year to you. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad it's a holiday weekend? I kind of like the thought that Monday a lot of uh, places are closed and people get a break. And, of course, we can celebrate like uh, Pastor Mark was talking about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. What a life. What a minister. What a ministry, really, he had. And uh, Heidi and I also were able to see the, the movie Selma a few days ago and really, really enjoyed the heartbeat. And thank God for that speech. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty I'm free. I'm going to talk to you today and you can discern to see if you're really free. Or if you just have a theology of freedom or if you have a practicality of living really the redemptive reality of what God has done for you in Christ. It's astonishing. In fact, it's so overwhelmingly good news, it's, it's, it, it, takes, it takes faith to believe you, to believe it, and it takes the kind of faith that only God can give you. You know, the one thing I love about the love of God in Christ, God gives me the faith to believe what he did. Because I just can't work it up on my own. You know, people who always try to wrestle in their head to figure it all out, they're always lost, and they're always grasping and always groping. And always trying to do more to satisfy what they think the requirements they put on themselves to be accepted. But God accepted you in Christ. And that's the good news. The new covenant has really technically nothing to do with you because God in Jesus cut a deal. There's no weak link because you're not in it. The way you're in the Father's blessing is by faith being in Christ you move out of yourself into himself you are in him you are in the beloved God sees you in Christ and Jesus is God's opinion of you and when you understand this kind of thrilling love you can understand a freedom that you have that delivers you from the pain of always qualifying I love to let people know they're pre-approved because it astonishes them it shocks them. Pastor Mark is talking about this week indeed. We are hosting our annual missions conference. And uh, we're excited about it. We always are every year. Different pastors from around America come and people come. And, and I am going to be sharing on, on a Wednesday night event to kind of launch it. But our conference theme is called Purchased. I think there's a graphic that they have here about our conference this year. But the conference theme is called Purchased. And it's a word that just has resonated in my heart for several months. Do we have that graphic, friends, up there by any chance? Here it is. <clears throat> it's a done deal. For everyone, everywhere. Now, see, this is the gospel. And this is hard to believe. But God's love for you in Christ reconciled Everyone, everywhere. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, Paul the Apostle said. In other words, the blood of the Lamb has influenced everything forever. God purchased you. And it's a done deal. This is what it says in Revelation 5, 9. They sang a new song saying, you are worthy. Now this is a, the imagery is in heaven. Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 is all, all in heaven, around the throne, around the Father, about the Lamb. And, and they're singing, you're worthy, the angels are saying, and the elders are saying, you're worthy, you were slain. Talking about the cross. And have purchased us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe, every tongue, every people, and every nation. To me, this is a powerful mission Verse imagery to let everyone everywhere, they're, 
let everyone everywhere know they're good to God because of the, the lamb. They've been purchased. Now, sometimes in our, in our world, our Western world, our Western culture, this earth we live in is always a merit-based system. And so we always like exchange based on our effort. The kingdom is not a merit-based system. It's an unmerited-based system based on the work of one. And we always try to attach our work to the work of one because it makes our flesh feel fruitful and feel somewhat satisfied. But it's an, it's an ongoing cycle to try to always make your flesh feel good about a spiritual truth that only can be granted and given through Jesus Christ. But it's interesting to me, you know, we've just come through the, the Christmas season and we've all made purchases. So we thought, you know, we bought clothing, we bought electronics, we bought new gadgets, phones, whatever. And a lot of us put things on credit card. So even though we've actually purchased something, we're still paying, right? The credit card bill comes and charges you excessive interest and makes you go through a process of a lot of pain before you ever pay off what you purchased. And you usually pay far more than what you ever paid for. It's the same, it's the t- same type of thinking people have when they, when they buy a car. They say, I purchased a car. But really, no, you signed up for 72 months of payments. And even though you say you purchased it deep in your heart, unless you make your payment every month, you never feel secure. Because if you just don't make your payment for two or three months, you'll find out who really owns your car. How many know I'm telling the truth? And so what we do as human beings, we take this same mindset because that's a religious worldview based on your effort in your work. And we take it into the kingdom, which is 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 counterculture to the way God's done it for you. God paid for you in full in Christ and no more payment is required. You're free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, you're free at last. But you've got to believe it, and that's going to take some faith. Now, what I want to give you this morning is going to thrill your heart. My goodness, it's going to put a spring in you. It's like, it's like the straw that stirs the drink. Hallelujah. It's like, it's, it's like something that anchors deep in your spirit, and you say, you've got to be kidding me. And it's going to so astonish you, it's going to leave you absolutely speechless without words. And that's where the love of God wants to take you. The love of God wants to put you in a place where you have no confidence in your flesh. Where you have no more confidence in any payment you can muster up to make you feel good. Thinking that you're reconciled to God through Christ plus yourself. It's just Jesus alone, precious friend. And the wonderful thing is coming to the place where you can understand that really it's finished. It's finished. You know, in the new year, everybody makes New Year's resolutions. I always tell people, well, I guess that's okay if you want to make goals and all these kind of things. That's good. But I always tell people, if you're going to do it, always start where it was finished. Otherwise, if you're just making dreams and ideas and goals, it's all up to you. And you're going to be disappointed in about three weeks. Or three months. Or six months. Because you don't have the capacity in and of yourself to fix yourself. How many figured that out? And you definitely don't have the capacity to fix anybody around you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know what he's talking about. No, don't do that. 
the, the thing is, all of us are in desperate need of a Savior. Because we're all very, very frail. We need help. And Jesus is the one who did it all. So you start where it was finished, and technically it was finished on the cross, Jesus said. So the conclusion of the matter is our inclusion in the family of God. You just have to believe that you're accepted. We are redeemed. We are bought back to God. We are brought back to God so we can walk in newness of life. So we can be led by his love. When Jesus was on the cross, this is what he said in John 19. You know it very well. Verse 30. Jesus was thirsty. They gave him sour wine. Remember that? And Jesus said, it's finished. And he bowed his head. And he gave up his spirit. What did this work do for you? The finished work. What did the finished work of Jesus Christ do for you? Well, it did everything for you pertaining to your relationship with God. This work pre-approved you eternally before the Father today, tomorrow, every day, all, always and for all time, eternally. You have been reconciled to God through the work of one. And you just got to be astonished like the angels and say, you got to be kidding me. And come to the place and just say, worthy is the Lamb. Again, Revelation 9 and 10 says it this way. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. It says this, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain. And you have purchased us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe, every tongue, every people, and every nation. And you have made us, notice it's past tense, you have made us kings, you have made us priests to our God, and we're going to reign on the earth. So what is actually finished? How does this affect you? How does it affect everyone everywhere? Well, what is finished is your reconciled position before the Father. You never need to... uh, clamor again. You never need to be worried again. You never need to put yourself in the equation to qualify again. Jesus did a perfect work. He took your sin and gave you his righteousness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. God doesn't see you according to your flesh. Hallelujah. He sees you according to your redeemed spirit. Now, this is hard for people to believe, but this is the beauty of the gospel of God's great love in Christ. The other thing that's really been finished, not just your positional standing before the Father, but the old system, the old covenant, the old way of doing business. See, in the old system, your blessing from the Father was based on your obedience to do all that's written therein. If you did good, you got good. But if you missed in one point, my, 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 what a bad day. You know, the Bible says you're a candidate for the curses. But Jesus came and took the curse and took your obedience out of the equation. And performed and provided an obedience of himself. So the obedience of one gives us a right standing with God and he established a new covenant. Remember when Jesus was having communion, he said, this is the blood of the new covenant in my blood. Jesus did something on the cross that changes everything for all time. In heaven and earth and under the earth, God in Christ reconciled all things. And somehow the way it makes an impact in our life and the reality of the new creation and being born again comes through our faith. That righteousness is imputed to us. 
through just the simplicity of believing. So we are purchased by God. It's kind of like the idea of buying a car or buying a house. You know, you make payments forever, like I was saying earlier. And you never really own anything. There's a lot of people that never, never own nothing. You know, they purchase things. I have one friend who um, was telling me recently uh, he purchased something. And the kind of loan he had was kind of a loan that didn't lessen the debt burden. It was the loan that increased the burden. And he was so troubled because he said, Keith, I've been paying on this for seven years. And I owe more now than I did then. And he was complaining because of the pain of the payment, which is everlasting. And this is what a lot of people take into their Christian relationship. Because religion always wants payments. And sometimes people in their Christendom, in their thinking, they say, yeah, Jesus did it all, hallelujah, but I'd like to help him. And so what we do is we put our flesh in our mind, our soul, under a payment system. And in our psyche, we put our head on the pillow at night and we get discouraged with ourselves if we didn't pray enough, read enough, confess enough, do enough, give enough. I know none of you have ever experienced that. That's why I like you so much. But this guy has. This gospel preacher has. And so I'm trying to encourage myself and I'm trying to encourage you as well to let you know you have been purchased. It's a done deal. It's done for everyone, everywhere. You're good to God because of the Lamb. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Religion makes you keep on paying. All the religions of the world in Christendom as well if you're not settled in the new covenant system. Christendom as well will make you pay. What is the payment plan? The payment plan is always guilt. You feel bad about yourself. You feel like a loser. You wonder if you're even saved because you're such a low wife. Condemnation. Shame. I'm just bad. I'm just bad. I'll never change. I'll never change. And I'll, you know, shame. It's always do, do, do. You know, it's do more. Do, 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 do. It's a pile of do, do. It's always more, 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 more. It's always pray, 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 pray. And then it's not just pray, it's pray harder, pray harder, pray harder, pray harder. I got a precious friend. She's lovely. Every time she sees me, you know, she thinks I'm just so wonderful and I have a, like a, a direct connect with God. And, and uh, so she always comes up to me and she always grabs my arm and she says, Oh, Keith, I says, what is it, my dear? You know? And she says, Oh, Keith, pray harder, pray harder, pray harder, pray harder. My family, my this, my that. And she goes through all, all along. Pray harder, pray harder. I said, my dear, I've I, I prayed hard enough. I, I, I can't pray any harder. Let me pray right now. Let, you, let me show you the cross of Jesus Christ. The love of the Lamb has you secured rest in His love for you. Let's decree. So I pray for her. I said, that's as hard as I can pray. And I said, I'm not going to pray anymore because it's done. And I'm not going to give you false pretense that I'm, or make you think that I'm going to pray 
for all your list. I've prayed. It's done. It's done. For all. Now, when the Spirit of God quickens my heart with the precious one, I pray and I say, thank, thank you, Father. You're doing a work for the precious one. Thank you that she's entered into the realm of rest. But, but, but religion always makes you pay. It's always do more. It's fast longer, fast longer, fast longer, fast longer, fast longer. You know? It's always give, 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 give. Repent, 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 repent. Come to the altar, come to the altar, come to the altar, come to the altar. Confess, 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 confess. Now, all these things can be healthy. Don't misunderstand me. I'm saying you don't use them as a payment. You use them from the revelation of being secured in Christ of what you already have. And then you enjoy the time of prayer. You enjoy your time of fasting. You enjoy your time of repenting, which is changing your mind and looking to the cross. You enjoy your confession of who you are in Christ. But it's not to qualify. It's because you have been purchased. You are pre-approved. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. So the truth of the matter is you are purchased to God. It's a done deal. There's no more add-ons. No more payments. No more upsales. No more special blessings if you just do this further. You get the whole load. You are good to God because of what Jesus has done. And this is the good news. This is the demonstration of love. It's astonishing. It makes no sense to your merit mindset. Religion is a merit mindsetted system that, that traps you into the payment concept. That's why, like, if I bought a car, I used it as an illustration this morning. And let's pretend that Pastor Mark's the banker and I borrowed the money from him. And, you know, and, and I'm making the payments and it's $400 a month for a zillion months. And every month I purchase it, but, but I'm afraid if I don't pay it, I lose it. But then let's say Pastor Mark the banker says, Hey, Keith, listen, some stranger knew you needed the 400 a month to help you in your family. So we came and paid your debt. You know what I'd say? I don't know anybody that nice. You know what I do because of my past experience not making payments on cars? People come and drive them away and take them, repossess them. You know what I do out of fear? I keep making the payments. And Pastor Mark, because he was a crooked banker, kept cashing the check. No, not really. Praise the Lord. I just, I just, I just threw that in. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but see, what some people do is they don't, they don't have confidence in the love of God. They keep paying. They keep putting themselves under pressure. And they feel guilty if they don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They have no rest because they really don't think they're purchased. You are paid in full. It's a reality. You have a redeemed innocence before the Father in Christ. God's got nothing on you. You've got everything Jesus has. His righteousness. His peace, His joy, His provision, his, his sanctification, His holiness, His satisfaction, His contentment, His everything. Now what has God done for you in Christ to help you believe that you're purchased? How can you believe it? Well, let me share three simple things. 
Three simple things so you can know it's absolutely true what I'm teaching today, that you are purchased by God, and that's the melody that rings in heaven, and it influenced the angels. Three things that you can know. It's true. It's a done deal. You're purchased by God. Number one, God has signed for you. A couple of days ago at the new Life Center USA, I was there and working away, and I was leaving to do some errands and went out the front door, and the UPS guy was there. They usually deliver in the back, in the back alley entrance. But he said, oh, I got four boxes. Can I deliver them here? I said, absolutely. I said, do you need some help? He said, you'd help me? I'd say, sure. So I helped him carry these boxes in, and he needed somebody to sign for them. Do you know why they were put into the hands or the care of somebody else? So he had an electronic pad there, and I signed my name, which nobody can read. So he says to me after he looks at it, he says, what is your last name? I said, Hershey, like the chocolate bar. And he types in Hershey, and he said, thanks. I said, I appreciate it. You know what, you know what God did for you in Christ? He signed for you. You are in the care of a loving father. You are God's responsibility. He signed for you eternally. With the blood of the lamb. You've been signed for. This is what the Bible says. 1 Peter 1 verse 18 and 19, it says, knowing, notice you've got to know something sometimes to walk in the reality of it. Knowing that you were not redeemed or purchased with corruptible things like silver and gold. Money, most of us think, well, if I just had some more money, solve everything. No, it would probably just give you a few more headaches. It might help momentarily, but in the end it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't solve the internal things. You were not purchased or redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition of your fathers. But, verse 19, with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, you've been signed for by the blood of the lamb. Ephesians 1, verse 7 speaks of it this way. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Think about that. God did that for you before you were here. And before you even knew you were a sinner. And before your flesh showed you you were a sinner. He did it by faith for you. According to the riches of his grace. That's an unmerited system that has no attachment to your effort. And no attachment to your personal payment. Because you just don't have nothing that can provide. The lamb provided You've been signed for. Number one. Number two. God has sealed you with himself. You're signed and you're sealed. Look at the Bible says in Ephesians 1 verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also you have believed and were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You have the seal of approval of heaven. You have the seal of acceptance 
from your father. You are signs and you're sealed. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. He sealed you with himself. Can you believe it? See, a lot of people who are on the payment plan thinks he comes and goes. They think, oh my goodness, I had a naughty thought. Holy Spirit left. Oh my goodness, I said a bad thing. Holy Spirit left. Oh my goodness, you know, whatever. And you disqualify yourself because of yourself. But the Bible teaches, and you see, that's an Old Testament thought. David prayed that prayer. Remember after he sinned in the book of Psalms, he records his prayer. And, and part of his prayer was, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Remember that prayer? Well, in the Old Covenant, the Spirit was upon people. In the New Covenant, the Spirit is within people. And, and, and the Bible says he'll never leave you. Now, you may quench the Spirit, but he's not splitting. Hallelujah. He's come to stay. Look at it says in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. I don't care if you're an old rascal, if you're an old bum, if you're the biggest sinner, you know, in, in, the, in, in the East Bay. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And you've been signed for, you've been sealed. And look at it says in verse 5. Let your conduct or manner of life be without covetousness, but be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So they may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? If you can believe you're signed for and you're sealed for and you've been passed off to the hands of the Father, he's got you. And he's responsible. It's like when I took the delivery, that guy was no more responsible. I was. I signed for it. You're signed. You're sealed. And number three, you're delivered. You're signed, you're sealed, you're delivered, and you are his. Hallelujah. Like the old lyric of the song. I belong to God Almighty. I'm his property. Look at it. It says you're delivered from this present evil age. How many know we live in a wicked world system? Full of corruption that prey on the poor and they justify it with laws and written in ways to absolutely break people and bring them down. Whether it's corporations, government systems, whatever. We live in a world that's corrupt. Yet when we are connected with the love of the Father, we can live immune. We can live exempt. We are living from another world. We are living from another life. We are in Christ. It says Galatians 1 verse 3 and 4. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins. I mean, can you believe that? Are you still paying on it? Do you believe you're righteous or are you still paying on it? Do you believe Jesus is enough or are you still trying to pay on it to make your flesh feel good? He gave himself for our sins that, we might, that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of God the Father. The will of God and the Father is that you are delivered from every influence of this evil age. And it happened at the cross. You are delivered. You are delivered from the power of darkness. Colossians 1.13. He delivered us, it says, from the power of darkness. He conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. You are delivered, it talks about in the book of Romans chapter 6, from the powers of sin. When you know this kind of radical love, when you know you've been purchased by God, you can change the way you think. And this will actually help you change the way you live. 
See, it's like the people that are always doing the resolutions and stuff. They're always starting with themselves. I always tell people, if you're going to make a resolution, that's fine. But don't start with yourself. Start where it was finished. In other words, go to the cross, understand the finished position, and then let any initiative for your life flow from the finished worldview of what God sees of you in Christ. Then make your decisions based on the finished position. And then your life is a cooperation, allowing God to manifest His goodness and grace through you. It's not an initiative to try to better yourself. You can't get any more righteous than you are before the Father. Now, among men with fruits of righteousness, of course, but I'm talking about the betterment of your life doesn't come through your self-help. It comes from help from God in Christ. It comes from the finished position, the finished work of Jesus Christ. You've been bought with a price, therefore, you can glorify God. Look at it, it says in 1 Corinthians 6.20. You were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. People on the payment system are always trying to glorify God in their body, in their spirit, so they can think they're God's. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches, let your mind believe that you've been purchased, you've been bought with a price. Therefore, because of that, you can now have corresponding actions in your body and your spirit, which are God's. But the idea is you awake to your righteousness, then the way you live changes. Then you sin not. The key is to do it from the position that you are redeemed. You are paid for. There's no more, you know, pressure on you. You're free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. You're free at last. There's no more payments. Who do you belong to? Do you belong to God? He bought you. He's responsible for you. All you have to do now is yield to his love. Yield to his love and let his love and power change and rearrange your life. Don't say, well, yeah, it's the cross, but, you know, Keith, I got to do a lot. Well, no, it, there's no ands, no ifs, and no buts about it. Hallelujah. No ands, no ifs, no buts about it. Either you can believe it and receive it and just say amen to it. Now, here's the thing. In the book of Revelation, this is where I want to finish this morning. In the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, which was our original text, that we've been purchased to God, and all the angels and elders are excited about that. You ought to see that in, the, in your own Bible. It's kind of cool. The imagery of it, and of course the angels had a lot to say, the elders had a lot to say. They all talk about the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom in verse 12. And strength and honor and glory and blessing. In other words, they're just, they're just mesmerized with, a, with, a, with the work of the one. They're giving all kinds of praise. And that's good and that's fine. But you know what the love of God will always shrink you to? Absolutely nothing. It'll bring you to you have no more confidence in yourself. You have no more confidence to say. Because there's no way to describe it. Look what happens in heaven. This is my prayer for what would happen to you. I pray that you would be so absolutely astonished with the love of God in Christ that you come down to one conclusion. And this is for everybody. This is for people that know a lot of Bible verses and have been Christians for a long time. This is the guy just off the street that's kind of like, well, what have I stepped into in this kind of place? You know what I mean? It's, it's for people like people in my family tree. The good old boys of the world. The good old girls of the world who, who don't, don't quite understand this, this, uh, this, this Jesus stuff. But there's something so astonishing. 
about the love of God. That it melts everything else away. And look at the conclusion of the matter. It says in Revelation verse uh, chapter 5, verse 14. This is how we should respond. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Notice the angels would cry, Worthy is the Lamb. But they ended, and the elders just ended just saying, Amen. All that you need to do to respond to the love of the Father in Christ is just say, Amen. Amen means so be it. That it be, you know, the love of God... For you is, is hard to imagine. To think that we're good to God with no more payments of any kind is astonishing. But that's why we just have to come to a place where we can say amen. Uh, last Saturday night, uh, a week ago, um, I was thinking of Andre Crouch. He had, uh, his church and ministry was about two minutes from where our new campus is. And Andre Crouch, I don't know, was a famous songwriter for 40 years or so. And he, or maybe longer, 50 years. He was a precious brother, but his ministry was like two minutes, just a couple of blocks from where our new Life Center USA is. And so when I heard he passed away, I talked to one of the pastors in town who knew him very well and was actually at the hospital where he passed away there in Northridge, Northridge Hospital. And... uh, so I was on, uh, looking at some of the lyrics of some of their songs that Andre Crouch wrote that I remembered when I, was, when I was young. I don't know if you know some of his songs. He wrote songs like, Through It All. Through it all I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. Through it all. Jesus is the answer for the world today. How many know that song? Huh? Without him there's no other. He wrote uh, my tribute, which is to God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. Great things he hath done. He wrote songs like the blood will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. The blood. That gives me strength. See, that's how you know you're purchased. So you're repenting every time you sing a song like that because your imagery of your mind shifts from yourself to your redemption. Okay? But he wrote also songs like this. He wrote songs like, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad he did. You know, even to this day, I don't have a clue why God loved me. I really don't. There's nothing in my human capacity that has any worthiness before the Father. None. I'm the chiefest of sinners, like the Apostle Paul said. You know, if you've missed it in one point, the Bible says you're guilty of all of it. So whether you like to think of yourself self-righteously, you're the chiefest of sinners too. Why would Jesus love you? Why would he love me? He does. It's, it's astonishing. But he also wrote a song called Let the Church Say Amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church Say amen. See, it's a perfect picture of what we just read in Revelation 5. Because in heaven, after they're astonished at the love of the Lamb and the blood of the Lamb and the purchased work of the one Jesus Christ, 
They had nothing else to say. But just sit down and say, Dear God, Amen. They laid prostrate, just said, you know, you know all you need to do at times in your life when you can't figure it out, when you're fired up and angry and ticked off at the world and mad at yourself and mad at your wife? You need to come to church by faith. You need to just shut up from everything that's going wrong. You need to sit down and you need to look to the cross. It's on the screen when you come in your sanctuary. And just look to the cross and bow your head and just say amen. Say, amen, help me believe I'm purchased. Help me believe you're helping me. Help me believe you're fixing my world. Help me, help me believe you're fixing my kids. Help me, help me, help me, help me. I just say amen. If you can just say amen, it's enough. Because the love of God will work and tenderize you in such a way that will transform everything. This is our response to the mystery of the cross. The mystery of God's love and acceptance of us, the mystery that we have been purchased by God, all you have to do is just say amen. Now, you know what religion will tell you? Religion will, will give you the Nike slogan, just do it. Do more, do more, do more, do more, do more. But the gospel of Jesus Christ says, just say amen. Just sit down, just rest in the love of the Father, just be astonished by His goodness. Just say Amen. If you're just doing it, you're trusting yourself, you're trusting your flesh, you're trusting your ability. But if you're trusting the gospel of Jesus Christ, you just say Amen. There's an old song written by Francis Crosby. Blessed Assurance, you know that? Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchased, 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 purchased. The record sucked. Purchased, purchased, purchased by God, by God, by God, purchased by God, born of his spirit washed in his blood. This is my story and I'm sticking to it. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. I'm sticking to it. Jesus is my Savior. In all most times in my life when I'm overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and trouble and I just lie in bed and I say amen. amen. That's my new prayer. I think of the Lamb of God and I say amen. 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 Put your hands on your heart and just say amen. amen. Just say Amen. Say, thank you, Jesus. I am purchased by God. This is my story. And I'm sticking to it. It is a done deal for everyone, everywhere. Count me in. I believe. I receive the love of God. I'm born again. Jesus is my Savior. I say... Amen to the love of God in Christ. Hallelujah.
Give the Lord a shout of joy, can you? God bless you.